Welcome to Geek Salad, a podcast about two guys talking about their passion for editing geek, from the digital world to the not-so-digital world. Now here are your hosts, Randy and Jay A. LaRock. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Geek Salad. I am your host, Randy, and with me is my friend, Jay A. LaRock. What's up, Jose? What's up, what's up, man? Oh, man. I gotta tell you. Let me tell you. Uh, we're, we're literally just going to go right into it, so these past few weeks has been craziness. Um, from finding out that, hey, I got to get a root canal done on Halloween, to school, <laughs> to, uh, which, which let me tell you, taking, my, for the first time ever, I'm doing a Cisco router class as part of my, like, things for my IT and internet security uh, thing, and... I knew how networks worked. I had an idea how they worked. When you take a class and it breaks down what your computer does to talk to a router and a switch and all this stuff, when you realize, A, how much stuff goes on in the background and B, how quickly it does it, it is mind-blowing, just mind-blowing how it works. And like I've I've literally sitting in class just like taking it in going, I had no idea. Like I knew it worked. Like I could sit there and put a command of ping, and I understood like oh it spoke to this computer and it talks back. But just how the computer knows that I'm looking for that specific computer is is fascinating. Which all we take for granted. We're just like oh, yeah. that works down. Damn it, this thing. Yeah, no, no, no. it's 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 unbelievable just how that whole process works, and it doesn't in a matter of milliseconds. On top of that, you know, um, but yeah. So, uh, what I wanted to talk about today was so, oh, man, how long has it been since they did the the Call of Duty Black Ops Four beta? It was probably like three four weeks ago. Yeah, and. I'd heard about it. I'm like, I want to sign up for it because, like, it was it was, they were they were primarily going to give you like accessibility to the multiplayer and the uh, blackout, which is what I really wanted to check out was blackout. And got on there and started playing both the multiplayer and blackout, and I enjoyed it so much. I was like, okay, I got to pre-order this game. And it the the thing about the blackout that was really great is I, I pretty much make it is it's imagine player knowns battlegrounds and fortnite had a baby mm. and you're basically taking the speed and gunplay of fortnite with the kind of like the non-building and kind of big world of PUBG and merging them together and what I like about it is it's very fast paced. Like it feels like a Call of Duty game, but it doesn't feel as twitchy as how Call of Duty has, has been known to be. Which is a good thing. Which is For a good thing. For older people, especially. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But here's the thing like, what I really like about it is it plays quick. And you you don't necessarily like it's not a ginormous map like how PUBG is, it's kind of like the, a map the size of Fortnite's. What's really cool that you could do is like you could go from wherever the helicopter is, it drops you off. You can get just about to the edge of the map. And it's a simple trick of like you dive straight down till you get to about like 65 miles an hour and then you level out and you keep that like burst of speed and you're wearing like a wingsuit. So you can like just glide out way out to these areas. 
Now, the neat things that they put into it is I like that they've, like, every gun kind of has, like, a predicted recoil that it's going to do. So you can learn with each of the different guns, like, oh, I need to pull down on my mouse X amount. So, you, like, you can keep it kind of straight on as you're shooting. So unlike PUBG, where you kind of have to, like, oh, do the one tap, one tap, one tap. Like, you can, you know, at a distance and hit people. Um. I like the fact that they gave almost like little perks. So you find these little boxes that, that you can activate in your inventory and they'll give you like special things. So like one of them is called like iron lung, where when you hold your breath, you can hold it for longer, like while you're aiming down scope or something like that. They have one where you can like your, oh, you got an update for windows. Um, <laughs> um, they have one where the, the distance that you can hear enemy footsteps is longer. You have one that, like, your footsteps are muffled so they can't hear you. Like, things like that. And what I found really interesting is, like, in Fortnite and PUBG, you can essentially do the whole, like, okay, I'm within the circle. I'm just going to sit here and camp, which you kind of can do in this. But if you do that, you're actually kind of, like, hindering yourself because you really need to start going out and looking for better weapons and stuff like that. And there aren't people that do that, that they'll literally like find this like a, a really good building and they'll lay down on the ground, just shotgun aimed at the door, just waiting. And they'll hear somebody come up and the door will come up and just boom, you blast the person and they're down. Is it the same way as um, those other games where you start with nothing in this mode? Yeah. So you start with nothing. Yeah. Same, same, same type of thing. Now, what's kind of neat that they added in as like a little kind of like bonus type of a thing, there are spots on the map that when you land there, there are actually zombies from, like, the zombie mode. So what's neat is, like, there's, I think, three places for sure that have it. One is this area called the Asylum, where it's, like, a, an old uh, asylum that's all, like, destroyed and all that. I believe in Nuketown, which is part of this map, which is one of the Call of Duty maps, there's zombies in there. And then there's this, like, one area that has, like, a graveyard that has zombies in it. Now, what's really neat is they don't spawn the zombies in, like, the graveyard area all the time but what they'll do is from their zombies mode they actually had like a treasure chest that if you did a specific thing it would unlock it what's neat is here you actually see this like tall blue light in the sky and that's one of these like zombie uh treasure chests and if you run over there a whole bunch of zombies will spawn up you kill all the zombies and it unlocks the chest but here's the thing like the risk reward of it is is a you have to kill all these zombies to get to it but at the same time, you're shooting, so you're making noise. Right. So people know, like, oh, wait, somebody's going for that chest. You know? That's probably a hot spot, too. People see those lights, more people are likely to fly towards it. Right. So, and, and that's the thing is, like, they're, they're real smart where they won't put the light at the beginning of the mind. Like, after everybody lands, boom, that's when you'll see the light pop up. So it's kind of ah. cool. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. But it, it picks a random place every time. So that's what's neat about it, too. And it's just so cool how they, like, made it like this it's just fast paced you go 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 you know now the only thing and and and, and this is this is the, the kind of other thing is like the multiplayer which i always hated just the multiplayer of it they changed it up where it kind of plays a little bit like overwatch so you have i want to say it's like nine or twelve specialists so they're these operatives that they all have like a special ability so they'll have a like a, a smaller ability and a bigger ability. And just like in Overwatch, as you start playing, like you usually have that one uh, small ability, like really almost charged up all the way. And then the big one just starts charging up as you go around. 
So, like, to give you an idea, one of the guys he has like uh, what they call a nine bang, which is a, a flash, a flash bang that when you click it and you throw it out, it has like a three, a three button underneath it. If you click it and throw it out, when it lands and it explodes, it goes boop, boop, boop. It does three, three pops of the flashbang. But if you press and hold the charge button, it'll start filling up the other buttons. And if you fill in all three and then throw it, it'll go boop, 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 boop. So it does nine altogether. And then his like big weapon is he basically pulls out a ballistic shield, almost like the dudes from Rainbow Six. But then when you hit the button, you see him hit the button on the shield. It extends from head to toe. And he's holding a handgun that's like fully automatic. And then when you press the aim key, he basically has his little hole that he sticks the gun through. And then when you pull the trigger, he's it's like a, a fully automatic handgun. So you can just ta -ta 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 -ta, like using this shield just to like shoot through to people. It's amazing. Like it's so funny and so broken, but then of course they do have like the kill streak stuff that they used to have. Oh, okay. So you can get the UAVs, you can get the missile strikes and all that. And you know, that's where it's like, uh, whatever, like it still sucks to have when you have like an enemy attack chopper just flying above and like you're spawning in taking four steps and you're getting shot and killed. And there's nothing you can do about it. You know? Now, do you um, miss the fact that there's no single player? So the thing with this is, like, this is what's really weird about the game. So there is no single-player campaign. But they have, for each of the specialists, they show, like, a dossier where it shows their kind of, like, background story. And then you could kind of, like, play little training things that teaches you how to use their, their weapons and stuff. And it's like you could see the blueprints for a single-player campaign could have been there. But they were just like, ah, the heck with this, and let's let's just focus on multiplayer. And it's a shame because like that's the one thing I remember about Call of Duty games that I used to like. I mean, I liked the the the, the single player campaigns that they used to have for that. Um, I still say like one of my favorite campaigns is either I want to say it was like Modern Warfare. It was either Modern Warfare or Modern Warfare Two, the one where you the 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 first controversial like scene that they had oh, in one of those games like the ones that yeah. you played as the russian guy going through the airport and something like yep. that scenario in that campaign was just like holy crap like what's going on here like you're just going through an airport mowing people down and then you get to the end and they they put a black bag over your head and knock you out and it's like whoa what happened uh, they see, knew you were that's the thing i'm curious about because i haven't gotten the game yet i'll probably get it i'm probably gonna wait till it's on sale or something because i'm I got other games in my queue, but um, do you think that you were shorted a little bit? Because the way I look at it is if other games have had single player and they have all these things, like I know that in the commercial, they hype out all these modes. But the question is, did they really just save a bunch of money in the texturing and the creation of the single player with the voice acting and just save it? Or did they really pour it in? Because the price is still the same. It's not like it's cheaper because you only get multiplayer. Or do you feel like they put so much more in a multiplayer, they actually put in that money that they would have put in single player? Eh, see, that's 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 kind of hard to kind of like look at it. Because if you sit there and you break it down, you've got three modes. So you have multiplayer, you have blackout, and you have the zombies mode. So when you look at it, it's like you're paying 20 bucks per mode that you have. Now, Zombies Mode has always been that one like thing that you have people that are like hardcore to that Zombies Mode, and they love that thing. And 
I, what's really funny is like my my manager was like hardcore into the zombies mode, the old thing, and he's like, oh yeah, there's like a story to it. And I'm like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, there's like an actual story to the whole zombies mode. And I'm like, you're pulling my leg. Like, there is no story to that thing. Like, you're just running around shooting a bunch of, of, of Nazi zombies or zombies. And he linked me a video. It was like an hour and 15 minutes long. But it goes, there's an actual storyline to it. But you don't get the details to, to the story of it unless you do all those, like, really weird, really hard Easter eggs that they used to have hidden through it. Like, that's what starts to unlock the story of the zombies but is the video ex just someone explaining it or is it like cutscenes and stuff so it's it's somebody explaining it but also grabbing because part of like the easter egg stuff and all that that you would get is you would unlock these like audio tapes that would play that it was the different scientists and all that explaining what they were doing and blah 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 and talking back and forth so he basically gets those audio clips and you hear it. And then he goes on explaining, all right, this is what ended up happening because of this and blah, 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 blah. You know, and he explains it. And it's all like stuff that you find out from going through the levels and exploring and seeing and all that. So that was what was kind of cool about it is, and it's this weird, like there were these two guys that were working on basically like uh, teleportation. And then it got like really weird. And part of the, they found like this artifact that they thought that it could help them, but the artifact is that was actually like this like weapon that, or it wasn't like a weapon. It basically turned the people into zombies. It was a side effect of it or whatever. So it's this whole like, and it was, it was because of this like weird element that was found, and like it's this whole thing that when I was done watching this thing, like my head was spinning, going, "This is like the whole thing," you know. And supposedly the this part uh, or one of the three maps i believe that you play in the zombies mode is the tail end of that story you know for the game for the whole thing because it's like the, it gets into this whole weird like split dimensions and like i mean i'm telling you like it, it got to the point where like they start telling you the main storyline and then they're like okay so this is where because of the actions of here it splits off into two separate dimensions and this is what happens in this dimension and this is what happens in this dimension so it's like i mean you literally will, will your head will spin because you're like all right what is going on now you know so but it was the, a the overall multiplayer like um let's say you you're not you haven't played call of duty in a long time is let's say you even came from battlefield or something is it going to still be one of those learning curves where you jump in obviously no matter what so people are going to have better skills than you are going to pwn you if you don't want to play but what would you say is like that welcome to multiplayer is it like a little bit easier to get into it or is it like you can still walk in and just get slaughtered so it's one of those things like having not played a call of duty since probably modern warfare you know, either either the first Modern Warfare or Black Ops, the original one, I can sit there and say, like, you're still going to get your teeth kicked in by 14-year-old kids. Like, that's not going to change. It is still very much the Twitch shooter that Call of Duty has always been, where it's like, oh, first person to start shooting usually will win the gunfight. Um, but the, the, the way that they put in these specialists into it does change it up a bit. It, I will tell you wholeheartedly, it will suck from level one to level five as you go grinding up. Thankfully, it doesn't take too long for you to get to level five. Because once you hit level five, that's when you get the, the, 
what they do to create a class. So what they basically do for your first five levels is the specialist that you pick will have like a default weapon that they use, and each one has a different weapon. But it's one of the weapons that you can unlock as you go leveling up to put it into your creator class. Once you hit your, your level five, then it unlocks the creator class. It'll give you a base weapon from LMGs, assault rifles, SMGs, and a sniper rifle, I believe. And then as you go playing that you pick like, oh, I want to take the assault rifle and you start playing, the gun itself levels up. And then as the gun levels up, it starts unlocking attachments that you can put onto the gun. Now, what they did to kind of like balance it, if you want to talk, is when you customize the attachments and all that, you basically get a total of like 10 points where each attachment or each thing that you put in is valued at a certain a number of points. So your perks are, are a certain number of points, like your modifications are a certain number of points, your attachments are a certain number of points. Everybody can get up to 10 points. So you get to choose, what do I want to put on this gun to customize it? So that gets like a bit interesting, and it kind of can balance stuff out, but I can definitely tell you like the still the kill streak stuff is still way overpowered like it was before. The uh, the abilities that each of the, the the specialists have are really cool. There's some really cool ones and other ones that are like, why is this even here? Uh, like, I think one of the, the specialists I liked was this dude that he basically wears like a fireproof suit. And his light ability is he pulls out a, a radiation canister and opens it up and exposes the core. And then anybody within a certain distance of you starts burning up. So they start losing uh, life, almost like a, a damage over time. Oh, wow. Yeah. But then his like main ability is he whips out a flamethrower and you can just torch people. Um, there's like a girl that her, her small power is she throws out a grenade that blows up. And then it launches out like four little smaller grenades. And then those four blow up. Um, and then her main ability is she pulls out a grenade launcher and you can just start poop, 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 just like launching them all over the place. Um, there's a dude that gets a dog. Um, there's like so a at guy. So there's variety. It's not yeah, like there's you're, you know. variety. That's the thing that's cool. Like you're going to find a specialist, a, a, a spec op that you like playing as, and you're going to be like, ooh, like this is the guy I want to always play as. But what's really neat is the way they balance it out is only one person can be each spec op on each team. Oh, okay. So, so you can't. You know, it's not like oh, this one's powerful. So you have like a whole team of them. Yeah, it's it's not like you know Overwatch where you have that special mode. It's like I want six divas and like, you know, like you can't do that with like they have multiplayer versions of it where you like the death match you can pick multiples of the same one, but like the the capture points, domination, all that stuff, you're only allowed one per one per group, which is nice. Now the only like kind of the the two big like downsides to it that I found. Where number one right now, the tick rate for the servers are is at 20, which it stinks because it talks so slow to the server that you could sit there round the corner, see a dude, start shooting at him, and, and you get into a firefight, and you can round back with still a good amount of life, and you'll still die because on by the tick server rate, he killed you, but yours hasn't caught up to that yet Oof. so that's kind of bad um the only other thing that and i agree with like a lot of the 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 more pro people that play 
you know, that are pro gamers and other games that are coming over this and they're like, I like the game, but there's, this is one of the things that drives me nuts is when you get hit with a bullet, it does this thing where it shades the, it lowers the, the, the brightness on the, on the screen. And it puts like an outline around of like the blood kind of like thing. And the closer you are to death, the darker it is. So that makes it harder to keep an eye on your target. And then on top of that, the uh, the muzzle flash of you shooting is so bright when it pops that if you're almost dead and you pop in a shot, you literally can't see where you're shooting. It's like flash banging yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so like such a big like just bright star in the center of your screen that you have a like I've potatoed so many shots because I'll start shooting at the guy and the guy's shooting at me and he starts moving in a direction where I don't see it and I'm still shooting at where he was. And I realize, like, oh wait, like he's moved from there, and I'll lose the the gunfight. I mean, the one thing that it does keep on to kind of try combat that, but not really, is that you could still see their their health bar above their head, so you can see the health bar move. But if they stay out of your sights for just long enough, that health bar disappears, and then you don't know where they are. So, like, that has been like the only kind of like negative stuff, if anything, for it that. Which is easily fixable, so it's nothing. Are there like any that. Um, nickel and diming or pay to win in that? No, thankfully. That's good. Like, thankfully, they, they at least did that. I mean, they still do the stupid like the season pass thing, but that's that's going to be here forever. Um, but thankfully, they don't have like pay five bucks and you unlock all the guns. <laughs> like, nah, they they. I haven't seen that at least as of yet. I know they have like a store, but I don't think it does it does pay to win stuff. Because you, you basically, like, the way that you unlock stuff is you have to just play. Like, you have to just play. Um, so, I mean, like like I said, I, I never thought these words would come across my mouth, but I'm actually enjoying this Call of Duty. Like, never in my life that I think I would ever say that again. Um, but that, that has happened. The other game that I've been playing that, oh, my God, like, I never in a million years other than Call of Duty. I never thought I would play as much as I've been playing it. And that's the latest Assassin's Creed or Odyssey. And before Odyssey, the last Assassin's Creed I played was probably two or three. So I didn't play Black Flag. I didn't play Unity. I didn't play any of those other ones. And like I had heard, you know, hey, Black Flag was a really good game. And I remember like Ubisoft gave it for free as one of their like game of the month or whatever, blah, 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 that they would do their like gift to to you. On their their platform thing. Yeah, on their platform thing. And I mean, I, I attached it to my account and never downloaded it to play it. I'm like, Bip, whatever. Um, which I may do that now after I'm done with Odyssey because I heard like Black Flag was actually pretty good. Um But I was hesitant about it. And I'm like, eh, I don't know, and this and that, and you know. I started seeing reviews of it and all that and just how positive people were talking about it. And they were like, oh, this is this is basically how Assassin's Creed Origins was, but just like really more refined. And I'm like, all right. And I sat there and I'm like, you know, after I started seeing all these scores of like eights and nines and, you know, this and that, I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Like, I'll get it. And I started to play it. And, and, and part of the, I think, other reasoning why it appealed to me also is just the time period that you're playing in, in Odyssey. Um, so it takes place uh, in the fictional war between uh, Sparta and uh, the Athenians. The Athenians. Um, 
Atheans. What am I talking about? <laughs> um, that's that. That's that. Uh, Pokemon Go for Catholics. That we were talking about. <laughs> you know? Um, but what's like really cool is like I I really like I enjoyed three hundred and all that, and like I really like the um the that movie and like the whole like idea of the Spartans and all that. What's really really cool is when you first start up the game to teach you how to fight and everything, you essentially take control of Leonidas and you're fighting against the Persians in that spot that they based, you know, 300 about. So that's how you learn to like attack, how to block, how to dodge, all that stuff. And then you have your special abilities that you could do. And one of them, of course, is the Spartan kick. So you can like go up and you could kick a guy that launches him back and gets him off his guard or whatever. So it's really, really cool because then the story picks up where it does like a modern setting. So like the original protagonist that you played, which was Desmond or whatever, like they wrapped up that story. And apparently this is like a whole new story. So this woman finds the tip of Leonidas' spear. And so they put it into the machine and it scans the machine. And she's like, oh, I want to like experience what they're doing. And then you get into essentially an animus, which was that main computer thing that he gets into. But it's like more uh, modernized or whatever. Like they, it's a future version of that. So the girl that you play as is like, oh, you can set it how like realistic this thing is. Basically, you can set what difficulty you want the game to be at. And then it gives you an option. And this is one of the things that I think is really great is you can have the game handhold you if you want. So as you do your quests, you can have the game be like, oh, I've got to this point. Now I need to go to point X. It'll mark it on your map so you know exactly where you need to go. Or the other option is, and when you highlight this thing, it tells you this is the way that Assassin's Creed Odyssey is meant to be played, is it will tell you what your next thing is, but it will not mark it on your map until you physically find out where it is. So what's cool is, like, to give you an example, it's like, oh, I needed to go hire this mercenary to join my crew. And they're like, oh, there's been talk that he's located on an island in a bandit camp, and this island is located south of Milikos, like, south of the Apollo statue. That's literally all you know. So then you got to go and sit there. I'm like, okay, I got to first find on the map. Where the heck is Milikos? Oh, here it is. Now, where in this spot here is he actually at so it makes you explore more which is cool um and at that point then when you select that what's cool is the girl that's running the computer says oh hey by the way there's like two pieces of dna that are found on the spear which one do you want to do that's where you pick which character you play so there you can pick either the male character or the female character it doesn't really matter which one you pick as because they're brother and sister um but it's kind of cool that like they give you that option um, to do that and then you just start the game and you go in so like what's really neat is like you start off on this little tiny island that's not as little as you think it is you know mm -hmm. um and then you get out into the the rest of the map and you're like oh man this thing is way huger than like you actually think it's it's kind of the same experience i had when when i started playing zelda breath of the wild where you start off on a tiny little spot oh yeah and it's like you're galloping on the horse forever, and you're like, "This is this is game is great. This island's great." And then it unlocks the rest of your map, and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna be traveling forever." Like that's kind of what this feels like. Um, the other really kind of like uh, other neat things that are is like it's kind of cool because 
instead of having those like hidden dagger things, your assassination weapon is basically the tip of Leonidas's spear. So when you when you hide in bush and you're in like cover and you call the people over and they come over like you almost like grab them, you flip them into the into the bush and you take the spear and like jab it into that one ear and you see the tip comes out the other side and then you pull it out through. Like, yeah, it's not it, it's not a nice way of like if there it would be a nice way of assassinating somebody. <laughs> it's like brutal. That. Yeah, no, it's brutal. But there's little things that they like have done to the game that's kind of cool. Like you can I, I never remembered in Assassin's Creed and the original ones, like you couldn't hide in bushes. I remember like you could do that whole thing where you like got into a crowd of people and walked around and pretended to be like the crowd. But this one, like they'll have tall grass that you can like crouch into it. And it kind of gives you a little visual thing that shows like a little eye with a, a, a strike through it. So, you know, you're hidden, but then you could sit there and like whistle. And then if the guard is close enough, they'll be like, Oh, what was that? And they'll come over to investigate and then you can grab them and, and kill them. Um, you get a horse so you can travel around that you can call them and things like that. Um, but like very, like it has RPG elements because there's gear and all that. Now that has been part of the thing where some people have said like, Oh yeah, here's, there's some pay to win to it because yeah, you, they do have a store and you can buy the end game currency and buy armor sets and stuff like that. Oh, you know, but as far as how I've been playing it right now, like I haven't done any of the the pay to win stuff and I've still been having a good time. And like you do find a good amount of, of armor and stuff like that as you go through the game. And it does give you a whole bunch of side quests that you can do that they'll give you either money or armor or whatever. So like you always are going to find stuff that you can use. Um, the like one of the things that I think is just super cool and granted, it was like Black Flag was the one that introduced it was the naval combat in the game. It is so cool because like you get your boat and you start going. And one of the things that I thought was really neat about it is like you'll have your crew and as you go rowing through the ocean, like they'll start singing. And it's like, you know, you're in boat like that and they're singing along and you're going as they're rowing. And it's neat because you have like the option. Um when you're when you're going out you can either have them row and you go at a slower speed or like you can hit a button and you drop the sail down so then it moves a lot faster um and then like when you get into a fight you have two people that are on your boat you have archers and then you have guys with spears so like if you're farther away you have your archers start shooting the arrows into their ship and all that if you get closer you have the guys throw the spears and all that does more damage and then what's cool is when you damage out all their armor they're like boat like gets on fire and all that and then if you drive by them you can board the ship and it's like super cool because you sit there and you're like all right initiate the boarding sequence and like you start you see the ship start lining itself up and like your crew members like grabs their shield and they start slamming it on the deck they're like doom, doom, hoo, doom, doom, hoo. and then like as soon as they get close you see all your 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 crew just jumps over into the opposing ship and they start fighting on the boat and then and that's the other thing is like you have a limited amount of time to fight and clear off the crew to loot the ship because the ship goes under. Ah, uh, yeah. So like it's it's really neat how they did it. Like the I'm trying to think like the only other thing I'm thinking that they did in this that I don't think they did in the other one. So because you have the two factions and parts of the land are owned by different parts of the factions, you can do missions that'll shift the power in the areas. 
So you can do missions that benefits the Spartans or uh, benefits the Athenians, and then it raises or lowers their their power in the area. So like if you want, let's say you go to an area where the Athenians have power, they'll you like you'll you can start talking to the Spartan scouts, and they're like, oh, there's this base over here that has all their like weaponry, and here's this area over here that has the money that they use to pay the soldiers. So what like you have to do is sneak in and steal the money and burn up all their all their weapons and all that so you kind of like break their their mood as it were and then eventually the leader makes himself known where he is so like when his his the power over the over the nation is high he's like real held up real tight in his house with a bunch of guards but as you go destroying the stuff you notice there's less guards protecting him things like that he won't stay in his house he'll like go out because he's like oh, are they gonna attack me in my house so it's like really neat how they did it. Like, and that's I think is like kind of cool where you could choose a side you want to side with. Like you can do different things based on like your conversations. You can say different things and persuade people in different ways. Like really, really well done. I'm kind of curious of who is going to buy like the armor and stuff. Cause I remember playing uh, Origins. It's like the exploration part was fun and there was so yeah. many ways to get armor. And if you just did some of the side quests and you did things, you were never like out outgunned or out or anything yeah. like that. So I don't. I guess maybe you just put it there because you hope somebody really just wants to rush through everything. But man, yeah. part of the fun of it, like I remember in uh, Origins, just going through the pyramids and, and exploring and stuff like that. And I never really wanted for anything, but I guess yeah. they're their own. And, and and that's the thing that like I like how like one of the things like you'll you'll go through here and you'll find like caves. And one of the things that they did that's like really neat and I like how they did it with the lighting and everything. Like, so if you're coming out and it's the middle of the daytime and you run and you see, oh, look, there's a cave entrance and you just like go into the cave. Like it takes a little bit of you going into the cave before like it literally adjusts it where you can see the inside of the cave. And I'm like, damn, that's really cool. Like little nuances like that where it's like, yeah, that's how it would look like to you. Like you come running in and you can't see anything at first. And then as your eyes adjust, you can see all the details on the inside of the cave. Um, and supposedly, I don't know, but I heard that there's either two or three mythical creatures that you can fight in the game. And I know one of them is a Cyclops, and I think I found where it is. Um, but I remember watching a video through IGN where they showed them take on the, the Cyclops. And mind you, these people took on the Cyclops, and they were like almost four, level 40, and I think 50 is the max level. And that fight looked like a bear of a fight, too. Because if you first start fighting him where the, the, the Cyclops is, is just barehanded. And then eventually he starts doing a move where he, like, slams the ground inside the cave and pieces of the cave start falling. And then, the like, the stage three is he, like, rips a, a chunk of, of, uh, of rock out of the wall and then uses it as a club. Oh. So it's like it gets insane. But, like... One of the other things, and, and see, without playing Origins, I don't know. Like, it, it's cool that you level up and you get ability points and you can unlock different abilities. Um, and here they do, there's three, like, trees. There's, like, Hunter, Assassin, and Warrior, I think, are the three. Yeah, and Origins had similar. Okay. Um, one of, the, like, the really neat uh, Hunter uh, uh, abilities is this one where, like, you'll you'll draw your bow and you hit the button and it's almost like a zoomed-in view. And everything kind of like slows down like a little bit, but you can aim. And then what's cool is if you tap the same button again, you shoot an arrow that goes out and does more damage. 
But also, if you press and hold the button, when you shoot the arrow, you can actually guide it a little bit yourself. So like, and that's what was funny is how I killed the leader. Like I was, I saw where he was sitting. He had two guards sitting next to him and they were just like standing there with their swords and shield. But like, I had a clean view to him straight ahead. And I'm like, all right, I know what I'm going to do. So like, I ran back a good bit and like hid in a bush and pulled that up. And then like, I aimed at him and it showed like, I almost had his life completely drained. And I know that if you guide the arrow yourself, it'll actually do even more damage. So like, I shot this arrow and guided it and I'm like, He's sitting there like this, and he kind of like you could see as the arrow is coming in because it comes in slow motion. You kind of hear him go, "Huh?" and it just went whack right into his eye socket. <laughs> and like it was hilarious because like boom, he goes flying back, and the two guards go, "What was that?" And they turn, they realize he's dead on the ground. And then I see him like doing this, and they're looking, and they're like, "Where did that come from?" And like they had no idea. And I was like, "Oh, that's super cool." And I didn't like little things like that. Like if you shoot somebody with an arrow and they see where the arrow is coming from before it hits them, or if they if it hits them and they survive, they'll know what area the arrow came from, and that's what they'll go and search. So it's, like, really, really cool how, like, like these little tiny things that you don't think about, and they put into the game, and you're like, oh, man, that's, like, super cool. Like, there's even, what is it, there's, like, a bounty system where if, like, you... So like I noticed that where I was I was doing the, the the helping the Spartans out fight against the Athenians is in me killing people and stealing this and doing that. As people notice you do stuff, you're like your bounty starts going up, and then once it gets to a point, they actually start sending bounty hunters after you. And what's cool is you could do one of two ways of getting rid of the bounty. You could pull up the map, and it'll show you on the map the person that put the money up for your bounty. And you can hover it over them and it'll say, okay, this is how much you have to pay in bounties. And you could pay it and it automatically wipes it. Or you can actually go and kill the person that has the bounty out on you and it automatically wipes out your bounty. But I kind of have found that every now and again, like if, if you're looking at the level of the bounty hunters and they're like near yours or below yours, it's almost more beneficial to kill the bounty hunters because they'll almost always drop a piece of, of gear. So like I've done that, I did that one time where I went on a killing spree and I just was taking people out left and right. And I had, I think like a double, I think the max is like four. I was up to two. So they were sending literally two bounty hunters after me at a time. And like one dude would be walking, I'd lure the other one and I'd just like boop and kill him. All right, gear. And then like the bounty kept going up. And eventually <laughs> it got to a point where I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm soon going to have three bounty hunters on me and I can't have this because it's going to get insane. Because they like patrol around and they kind of like, go towards the area that you are so like they'd start tracking you down so i like attacked the base and i ended up wiping out the guy that put the bounty on me and i'm like all right now i don't have to deal with that but the bounty hunters were still walking around they were like going back to to npc land and i snuck up on one and killed them <laughs> i still got the gear so it was hilarious but like these little things like you attack a base and they have these like uh huge uh huge torches that if you attack somebody and they kind of run in and warn the other guys, they'll like run over and they'll light the big torch and then more mercenaries will come in to help protect them or more guards. Like all little things like this is just, it's unbelievable how good that game is. Looks like I'm going to have to add some more games to my list. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. Like I don't, I know this has been a more you quiet type of episode, but good Lord, you don't know, bro. You don't know. 
but it's informative. Now, now I want to play it, and hopefully, other people are interested in it now. It, it was definitely. I will say there is a reason why they call October Broketober. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And November's right around the corner with even more. Yeah, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Yeah, and then Christmas. Battlefield Five. Yeah, Battlefield Five. Oh, dude, let me tell you. If there's one game right now that I'm dying to play, and I'm pretty sure you can guess what it is, because it just came out. Oh, which one? What what game literally came out this week? Big uh, Rockstar game. Oh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. I didn't get it. And the reason why I didn't get it is I got GTA 5. And I got it for my PS3. I played a little bit. Oh, it came out on PS4. And I said, oh, I'm going to get it for the PS4 so it looks better. Got it for the PS4. Played a little bit on the PS4. And then what did I do? As soon as it came out on PC, I'm like, oh, I can play it even better on PC. Traded that in and got it on the PC. This time around, I said, nope, not going to do it. I'm not getting it on PS4 and playing it. And then when they release it on PC, trading it in. I'm waiting until it comes out on PC. So I'm sitting here with my fingers crossed that they will release that damn thing on, on PC. Because, man, all the reviews and gameplay and all that that I've seen, I'm like, I want to play this game so bad. But I I, I keep hearing no, that they're not going to release it on PC. So I mean, the thing about it is, like, they officially haven't said that they're not going to release it or are. But people have been data mining stuff. And more and more stuff that they data mine from, from some of their things is it's showing, like, uh, what was it? Let me see. Hold on. Because there's one that I saw here. Yeah. So it says Rockstar Intel has some intel on the possibility of a PC edition of Red Dead Redemption 2 that seems more compelling than than any previous hints, which was a placeholder retail listing, which, you know, those could be fake. They could do that just to, like, hold up the info. So what they found is they started poking around in the Red Dead Redemption 2 companion mobile app and they found references in the code of stuff that sounds like a PC edition of the game. So what they found in parameters was uh, uh, a thing here of uh, param underscore frame limit, which was a frame limiter. Then there was another one, param DX11 use 8-bit targets, probably because of the Xbox. Um, They have a param HD streaming in flight, and that was present in Grand Theft Auto V, but for the PC. Then it basically has a parameter for the Oculus. Um, Then they have a thing of companion auto connect LP PC. Um, So all these little things. um, So they had like another evidence of like a command LS PC version void and then like a whole bunch of things. And then they found for the uh, versions of within this of the companion app, they found a sign-in Android app URL, a sign-in iOS app URL, and then a sign-in PC app URL. Mm. So this type of a stuff that they're data mining out of it, they're like, okay, this has been like the most solid evidence that they've been able to find that, yes, there may be a PC version of it. Again, this is the type of thing that until Rockstar comes out and says, yep, there's going to be one, it's not confirmed because yeah. they could just have that in there in case they decided, like, okay, we're going to sit there and do a PC version of this game. Um, and I've heard, like, the big thing as to why 
like why they wouldn't do it right away is because of all the microtransaction stuff that they get a ton of money off of the the microtransaction stuff on console. So like it may be that thing like we it us PC hopefuls may have to wait, you know, about a year because if you look at it, GTA 5 took what like a year and a half after it originally released before it came out on PC. Yep. So, I mean, I'm at that point where I'm going to be sitting here just, like, gripping my chip, just, like, <laughs> waiting for that thing to come out. But, man, like, all the stuff I've seen of it, ah, I just want to I I play it so bad. <laughs> but, yeah. Ah, all right. <laughs> I got that out of my system. <laughs> oh, man. That and I got rehooked on World of Warcraft. I know. Yeah, me too, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I leveled up a, a, a enhancement shaman that was decent. It got boring, but now I'm going through and I'm like, okay, which which like ranged class I want to do it. I'm I'm slowly but surely doing my warlock. Which let me tell you, if you want the most simplest, most boring rotation in this planet, do a warlock. Affliction warlock, dude, is four keys. Four keys is all you got to do. You got your stupid uh, what the hell's the name of that big purple uh? demon the um void walker you get the void walker out you have that thing attack something and then just four keys that's it and it's like man this is oh actually five keys because one of them's a, the the death bolt cooldown and that's all you do you're just sitting all right all right all right all right you know um same then, with demonology demonology is really like three buttons yeah and you just like call out a, a ton of imps whenever you whenever that thing pops off yeah, yeah. um the other thing that I started to do is I made the mistake of starting to play my my monk again. Oh man, that was a mistake. I forgot how much fun my monk was. Like I find the monk and the rogue, you almost can't die. Like you can if you get overwhelmed. But like especially the 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 monk, I have that thing where like it, like if you kill somebody, it could drop the little chi orb that can heal you and all. But it's almost impossible to die. Like, oh, I'm fighting six things. All right, da, da, da. first thing dies, it drops an orb. Bloop, it gives me like 25% health back. Just keep fighting. Oh, there's the second one. That bloop, there's another 25%. That's the thing back. with my death knight. With my death knight, it's basically I'll get I'll pull like eight things, and as long as I kill one of them and then I can do the, the death strike to get my health back, then that's fine. And then I kill another thing and do that. Sometimes I'll pull like a weak mob that's even weaker, just over, I'll death grip it just so I can kill it, so I can proc that again and kill it, and then yeah. It's like I've taken 10, 10 things on my level and have not even come close to dying. So this is the craziest thing. So like I, I only played my Demon Hunter during Legion. Got her to max level and pfft, she's been sitting there just whatever. The other day when I was playing with my... I want to say it was the Warlock. Yes, it was the Warlock. And we went to the Waycrest Manor dungeon. Our tank was the Demon Hunter tank. Yo, this dude, like, I don't know what type of gear this guy had. Because I didn't get a chance. And, like, I don't think he even had that high of a gear. He was running through the rooms, just grabbing all the mobs. He'd run three, four rooms. And then just do that thing where he jumps up and hits the ground and it hits everything. And, like, I'd literally watch his life. Like, boop, 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 boop. He'd do this thing and all of a sudden, boop, all the way back up. I'm like, what in the heck is going on here? Our... It, it got to a point our healer was fighting because he didn't need to heal the demon hunter. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on here? I'm like, I had no idea the demon hunters could pull that much life back up. 
but they have to because they're 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 only leather wearers. So it's like you have to be able like there's no way like that's the weakest of all the the because every other tank either wears plate or or chainmail. No, everything every other tank wears plate. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was it was this insane. Like this dude was sitting there, he would literally grab all the mobs leading to the boss room. He'd go into the boss room and drag them into the corner, and then we'd kill them all. And then he's like, "All right, let's go after the boss." Like he'd even pull the boss before we were done killing all the stupid mobs. It was insane. I was like, "I might have to play my demon hunter if I want to play a tank." It's like, good god. Oh man, well, unless you have something, sir. <laughs> No, I'm I'm good. I'm just I'm just writing down all these games I got to play now. Oh, I think we could officially put another another show back into the books. That's oh right. man, but yeah, definitely, folks, get out there, you know, try use some Call of Duty and some Assassin's Creed. Let me tell you, you will not be disappointed. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, as always, guys, click that uh, that subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, give us comments. We always love to hear your comments, good or bad. We'll take it either way. We either respond to you or ignore you. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, we always love our feedback. But yeah, um, till next time, guys. This is me, Randy, and my friend host. Keep on gaming, guys. Peace. Peace. <laughs>